This is BBC One in colour. Now, part one of this week's Z-Card story, which is in black and white. Hello and welcome back to Round the Archives in Conversation. Today we have Martin. Hello Martin. Hello there, how you doing? We have Paul. Hello Paul. Hello, hello. And we have Nick. Hello Nick. Hello. <laughs> welcome back Nick. Nice to have you again. Now, today I thought we'd talk about formats. Oh. And there are lots of formats because... I realised that we've started doing 625 line, 525 line jokes whenever we get Toppy Smelly on around the archives. But I just wonder how many people even know what we're talking about these days. Because I don't know if you remember, Martin, in about 1984, <laughs> Celestial Toy Room published a list of John Pertwee stories and what format they existed in. Oh, yes. And it was a right old mixed bag, wasn't it? Well, was... it still is in many ways, isn't it? Uh, yes, it, it, it's better now. <laughs> yes. But, it, you know, we're, we're talking black and white, colour, mm. American, off-air recordings. Mm. Um, Am I going to get my tapes. NSTCs and my NTSCs mixed up at the moment? I, I don't know. We'll, I, we'll I always get that one the wrong way around. The only reason <laughs> I ever learned about that was that a friend of mine had a Panasonic television. And it had a ah. switch on it that that adjusted, and and he told me all about this, and I'm going, oh what? So I was very dim <laughs> in those days, but there we go. <laughs> but but Martin, you hmm. you were there for the Pertwee era. <laughs> yes, you were. But are your earliest memories of Pertwee in colour or in black and white? Ah, well, I would have seen them on broadcast. Now the the, the interesting thing from that point of view to me is that I can very vividly remember the first time we got a coloured television set because it was in the summer holidays and we got it from uh, DER because <laughs> we used to rent our telly back then and it arrived in the middle of the morning and had to be set up by the man from the DER company and the very first programme I saw in colour on a colour television screen was Thunderbirds. So it would have been around, I would reckon, around about 1972, 1973. So whilst my earliest memory of Pertwee on TV, I think, is the opening episode of Colony in Space. It's, it's the thing I can remember. I can remember that scene when they go in into the, uh, the TARDIS in that episode. I can't guarantee I saw it in colour. Mm -hmm. But Nick, you were somewhat later coming to colour, weren't you? So I was, Was, it, was yes. it Tom Baker before you saw Doctor Who in colour? It was definitely Tom Baker, yes. Um, my parents, uh, as, as this will probably, I've probably mentioned this on more than one occasion due to formats and things like that and progressions in technology. Um, they were always a little bit financially conservative, shall we say, um, although not politically. Um, and they, any new thing, either my dad really got it or was, no, we don't want that. Um, we moved to, Har when we moved to Harlem in 1978, it was announced that we were finally, finally getting a colour telly. And um, I was like, whoa, yeah, this isn't like my parents at all, yeah. And uh, the first Doctor Who I saw in colour was part one of Stones of Blood. 
even now I can't watch one part one of Tones of Blood without looking around for the tea chests and the complete chaos that we were we were in. But yes, uh, the telly. Uh, I think it, uh, did Martin mention DER then? Mm-hmm. By any chance? Yes, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. That, um, t- uh, yeah. I, I. We too had. Yeah. We too had DER, and um, it was very. Uh, it was a bit touch and go. You know, they, they had a lot of faults in those days. The the, the rolling screen the fuzz the uh, and, and it was mm. a, a very bad time for um there was lots of um strikes as well so the telly was always going wrong in those days so we had I, I, the the color was a bit so when the augury kind of glow with the blood in stones of blood it was very kind of very bleedy and very kind of unsubtle uh color and uh sure enough you know that that it was the telly by power of crawl the telly had become hopelessly garbled that uh i have a memory of the part (laughs) two of power of crawl being a a, a six million dollar man crossover (laughs) but uh yeah 78 was when we finally hit we had we had a we went to 625 line Uh, in 75 the the cathode ray Uh, tube isn't it Indeed, yeah. Um, we um, we had a what an Echo set, which was you know your bulk standard portable throughout the sixties and uh, until my mum went back to work in seventy five, and we could have, we could actually afford a, a nice big telly, but still not colour. Um, so uh, yeah, so uh, I was six two five line, and we actually got BBC Two for the first time in seventy five as well. Um, but uh, yeah, so I didn't notice being a kid. I didn't notice that the difference between no so i'd say there were a lot of very very rubbish british tellies back then weren't there that's the other thing that was uh, <laughs> yeah. you know that had terrible cathode yeah. ray tubes <laughs> oh, the knob on ours i know for some reason had the only way a connection could be made on, on one of the dials was because there was a bit of tin foil inside it which um, made the connection but why we didn't burn the house down i don't know <laughs> <laughs> But Paul, I'm guessing, I'm I'm guessing, Paul, that you did you have black and white? Do you have memories of black and white a black and white telly, or were you a were you colour all the way? Well, I think I think we were colour all the way. I, I I don't know when my parents last had a black and white set, but the funny thing was, um, I, I don't. This is not Doctor Who, but, but uh, Star Trek. I'm not quite sure how many times it was repeated in the eighties, but I. I used to go and stay with my great aunt in Reading and she still had a black and white TV and and I'm pretty much sure that I, I, I they were showing Star Trek and I watched an episode at her house in black and white having already remembered seeing it in colour back at home a, a, a few years before um, and finding it, oh actually, Star Trek in black and white is because it was a spooky one down in the caves uh, I thought, actually this is quite a lot scarier than I remember it being in black and white, <laughs> black and white. No, I really like black and white I really like black and white films. I, I'm not a fan of colorization at all, but uh, the funny thing for me is that I had a black and white portable in my bedroom, and when I went to college, I took that away with me, and so I actually watched in black and white most all, all the way up to 1986. You know, so my all the new Who in the between sort of 82 and 86 when I was at college. I saw in black and white, which actually means that the Colin Baker era looks a heck of a lot better in my memory. <laughs> he didn't have a garish costume. <laughs> I, I'm amazed, actually. I, I'd sometimes find that uh, even now, if, if you if you take Twin Dilemma and, and switch and t- switch it to black and white, it looks a heck of a lot better. 
But but Nick, I'm guessing then that the first time you would have seen sort of early Tom Baker in colour, would that be at local group meetings? Would it be that late? Oh, what, the pre, pre-Stones? Um, y- yes, um, absolutely. Uh, I think Pyramids of Mars was the first pre-Stones um, Baker story I would have seen in co- colour. Oh no, actually, strictly speaking, and this is a really pedantic point, Pirate Planet from the repeat showing the, 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 the summer before. Um, but yes, um, Pyramids of Mars, the, I didn't have a video recorder until 88, and um, he, um, we went to uh, Fiona, uh, Keith and I went to Fiona Matheson's house, and um, sh- we went round Shatwick, and, and she, got, she got back and we, she showed us Pyramids from the VHS release. And uh, yeah, that would have I would have seen pyramids twice before in black and white. But uh, yeah, that was that was my first colour, and followed swiftly followed by Braden Morbius, and of course all the local group uh, recordings that we saw. But then, of course, we've talked about sort of pirate video before, and uh, Paul, you said that you got a lot of recordings from Australia and, and places like that, and Australia is actually on the same system as as us of course Mm. 625 lines whereas american recordings even even things sort of done on video you can tell the difference that that, that, that's the thing but you said in your twilight zone article Mm. that there are a couple of twilight zone episodes that look different yeah is that right yeah they're done on i think there's more like six or something like that Done on video. Vi- there's a video. there's a few that were done on video. Mm, there? That's right. Yeah. It's like that second year of uh, Ghost Squad. It's the same thing. It just suddenly looks awful. Because <laughs> <laughs> I remember I remember seeing things like Rowan and Martin's laughing. Uh, uh, the and, smear. The and, smear. And, and of wondering the why it looked fuzzy. Yeah. Do you remember Astronaut? Do you remember Astronaut? I know the, the cartoon, name. The I know cartoon, the name. The, I little alien. I couldn't tell you the plot really. But. It was the fact that they always <laughs> referred to him as green, and he was blue on all our British tellies. And I think that was something to do with the conversion as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you've also got the difference between um, Doctor Who, which is done, or at least in the seventies was done on multi-camera VT a lot, and film series like Star Trek. As a kid. Did you t- did you sort of distinguish between these these two sort of ways of doing it? Well, well, I I, I miss the bad system. Obviously, it's uh, <laughs> I, I feel that twenty four lines was the way to go. Quite frankly, <laughs> I felt that everything after that was a waste of time. It'll never catch on. I used to say, it's like this sound <laughs> in films. No one will want to hear that in ten years. But for for example, Spearhead from Space feels very different to the rest of season seven. Mm. Um, I think that's only shown up more and more as it's gone from VHS releases uh, to DVD mm. to Blu-ray as well. But that's the interesting um, thing about 16mm film. I think it was a Sweeney shot on 16mm as well. The, the when, when you look at the ITC stuff from the 60s, which was on 35mm film, so to Quite save possibly. money, suddenly Jason King comes along, and that's sixteen mil, and it looks smeary as hell in comparison. Uh, but there's something <laughs> there's something cinema verity about um, about the sixteen millimeter stuff that they did on the Sweeney because it was all in that, and you don't notice it, and it really looks like documentary stuff. But the the one and only Doctor Who that's solidly on film f- from the classic era actually just looks brilliant now. You know, I remember when they repeated it. Um, 
whatever that was now. Um, I was watching it with my flatmate, and who wasn't a Doctor Who fan, but he 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 watched all the Spearhead, and then when it went, I think they did so, show Silurians as well. When it went to Silurians, he was like, mm, mm, "Don't like it like this anymore." <laughs> 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 and, 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 it's a, yeah. So so yeah, I wonder what it would have been if everything had been like that. But Nick and Paul, of course, have done a lot of filming of your own. And I, I would guess it was cost that pushed you towards VHS-C. But have you ever experimented with a film camera, anybody at all? I've not, no. With me, with, uh, with the recordings, I think VHS, I took my cue very much from what was available at the time. But... I did think there was. I, I I wasn't overly keen on video eight, which was supposed to be the 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 the, the, the better format. Um, looking at some of Andy's stuff and 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 some of the stuff we were doing at the time, I actually preferred VHSC. Um, but I did go later. I did do a couple of films on VH. Um, I think the last three I did were on uh, video eight, but I think that that, that got better. But um, I did actually, I did actually prefer VHSC. But Martin, have you mm. ever played with film? Ah, oh, no, well, not as much as I ought to. Uh, the th the <laughs> thing is that um, uh, when uh, when I was a, a student, an art student, we did a term that was all in the uh, the video, television, film uh, building, and uh, one of the things we had to do was to make an animation, and we and we used clockwork Bolex cameras. I don't know if you know about Bolex cameras, but you wind them up, you literally wind them up. And you you, t you shoot your frames individually to do animation, and they're beautiful things, gorgeous objects. You know what I mean? Uh, and there's there's they're all just clockwork. There's no batteries or anything like that. And they'll take they'll take one frame, they'll take two frames. But that is probably the only film camera I've ever actually handled. But Nick, you're now backing up all of um, your your recordings and Paul's recordings. And so yeah. can you just explain how you do that and what equipment you use to achieve that? Right. Um, I've actually changed equipment in the last year, but for years I've been using a, a machine, literally just a machine like a, a VHSC or a, a DVD player, which has got the two sides. It's got the video and the, and the DVD recorder. So I've got the, the convert, converter tape, which you probably remember me using in, in the old days. Um, and I get a say like a Sutton Park and I put it in there, set it recording and it record, it, I used to record them on disc and then rip that disc uh, with ripping software onto my computer as a as a video file these days because that that machine unfortunately broke down and i've been using a sort of a more leads that goes directly into the laptop as it is now um from the from a video record normal video recorder and getting the signal straight off there um, so it, it, I have changed my way in a different way. I've asked, I've asked Paul to keep an eye on the pitch quality and, and tell me if uh, there's anything wrong or you know sort of a, it's a drop in quality. Or but um, it's it's a lot it's a bit simpler now to do. But yeah, I've been about scouring everything VHS and and getting it digital and digitalized. So there's a, all the old recordings we've got now. Are, are, you know, obviously when lockdown is eased, I can go and get the stragglers of Sutton Park and finish it off and and all the other things that we're but no I'm very keen um it's one of my favorite hobbies at the moment I must admit you know getting everything upgraded and available for everyone but you said about picture mm. quality um I mean these tapes are 20 years getting on 
30 years in some cases old which is which is a frightening thought um do, do you find they still, they still want to play ball yes they do yeah i mean i think of course i've been working i was say, well you're the one who 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 puts them in motion more than i do but uh, that, that, that we've had no you've had you've worked tricks around it haven't you when you've had problems um I think with Sutton Park, I'm looking to get the, the material off and safe and labelled and filed. Whereas with the films, because we did, we've, uh, with the exception of Decry the Woman, we've done them all on DVD now. And Andy gave me a few tips about improving the picture quality. And because it's video, it's quite bright. Um, so the first thing we did was get it through, bring up the sound a bit, because that's, that's the one thing I must admit, VHS, uh, Video 8 was better sound quality lowered the the light down a bit lowered the brought down the, the color and it actually we only did that slightly on the latter half really of uh, of the remastering and it did improve the picture quality and made it a lot more watchable <laughs> um for the for, for the dvds that we did but getting back to um sort of D- dvg releases in general I think it's no secret that the the Doctor Who releases get sort of new techniques thrown at them um, in terms of like mm. conversion from American copies and, and vid fire and things mm. like that. How how do you how how do you feel generally about the the, the standards and other things that you wish they do or wish they don't do? I'm uh, with the certainly with the releases yeah. that they're doing for the well first of all for. That I can't really comment on the Blu-rays because I haven't had actually got them yet. But um, I'm constantly delighted by the the sort of things they're doing. I don't think really, uh, apart from the only thing I don't, I'm not into are the CGI effects because invariably they they look naff in a few years. And kind of, it was a bit of a waste of time. But in terms of actually improving the picture, yes, I think the restoration team have done a fabulous, fabulous job over the years. And of course, they keep going back and improving things, um, like the Enemy of the World thing. You know, they got they got better, and then they put a uh, they cleaned it up beautifully, and then they put out the special edition, and it cleaned it up even more. And um, I think with Vidfire as well. That, that with the old Hartnolds, I think that they've spruced up very nicely indeed, better than the original broadcaster, no doubt. And so, I'm, yeah, I get quite excited about the rest, you know, the improvements in in quality in chroma dots, bringing back the colour. Uh, I, w- I will point out, you know, after what Martin said, not he's not a great fan of colourisation. I'm with him on that totally. Um, but I do think if it's nice to bring back the colour on something that was originally colour. Mind of Evil was a, you know, it was a revelation because they were able to get the chroma dots and, and rest, restore the colour. Part 1 still looks a little bit, you know, the, like it could do with sprucing up a little bit, but it's still beautiful to see it in colour at last. What, what about you, Martin? You you buy quite a few oh, DVDs. Far, far more than uh, I should with my uh, lack of income, yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I'm, uh, it, it's interesting, I suppose, like you say, I mean, when something was made in colour, that's fine. I, I just, I, I, I do have slight problems with uh, with colourised versions of old black and white. I know, I know it's a oh, way yeah. of getting a new audience and I understand it, but I don't I don't particularly feel that, that Hartnell and Trout need to be colourised. You know, that's not how they were made. That's but again that's that's not necessarily the modern point of view and I accept that I'm an old fuddy duddy who has different opinions on things. No I'm a fuddy duddy too. I'll back you up on that. My my problem sometimes is that some of the stuff I buy 
I think, I mean, I mean, I know we watched Sergeant Cork, uh, and there's a few of those that are very ratty indeed, but the fact that you can watch them at all is, is such an advantage. And I think the beauty of, of certainly the over the last few years, the stuff that's coming out on DVD that you thought you'd never see again is... Is, is truly astonishing. And to be honest, to see something at all sometimes is better than, than nothing. But I mean, there's things like Public Eye, I mean, some of the black and white <sighs> stuff, you just, you know, it, it could do with cleaning up, but there isn't the budget and I'd rather it was released at all. You know, I mean, but you get sort of like roll out, drop out and fuzzy pe- moments. But actually you can still watch the episode and you can still understand it. I'm not a huge fan really of, you know, this the way they advertise new formats and sort of dismiss the old format because I actually think in most cases the DVD quality is good enough I don't have a 100 inch screen you know and I don't really think in many ways I can't tell just by the naked eye the difference in many ways between the Blu-ray and the DVD release of anything I've got uh, things like um, some of the ITC stuff I've got on DVD now people tell me oh yeah the Blu-ray looks brilliant fantastic you can read all the details in all the signs in the background and everything like that but to me it doesn't change the script it doesn't take, change the performance so it doesn't really matter as much to me to go and buy something again when there's so much that I haven't seen at all if you see what I mean I have certainly heard the odd person say that uh, when the Mind Robber mm. came out on DVD all of a sudden, you could see that part one was set in a studio, <laughs> or the ground rather work. than a sort of a <laughs> void. Yeah. So yeah, so, sometimes it's this a bit can like uh, the, the the back cloths for um, Aztecs as well, isn't it? You can sort of see the folds yeah. and things. Yeah. But then again, didn't yeah. they do yeah. a certain amount of cleaning that out, which people objected to as well? I I vaguely remember, and again, this may be me remembering something wrong, but didn't somebody sue the BBC because on one of the DVD releases they cut the fade to black down to a couple of seconds when it was 12 seconds? And they said they were supposed to be complete and uncut, and how dare they? Did that not happen? Well, I don't think they they actually sued them, but there was a complaint to (laughs) consumer standards because it said complete and unedited. And on on VHS, well, you know we can rely on the common sense of people. The edge of destruction. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, bit of politics, sorry. But Paul, I'd I'd just like to sort of remind people of um, when you got Mm. uh, Dark Shadows, because Lisa and Andy did you um, VHS recordings, and I think Lisa always said she did it on long play to to get as much on the tape. They might have both done just because that was the only way, you know, to to cope with so many. In fact, it was on two episodes a day, I think. And you know, and even if I saw them once a month, I'd mm. have to give them a big pack of tapes and um, and you know, with twelve hundred episodes. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I think. It, but I'm. I- I'm guessing you were just glad to see them. You weren't really that worried about picture uh, uh, quality at that point. But is 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 it more of a concern not for you really, now? Really, but I mean, now I have the the DVDs and access on on Amazon Prime as well. It's more the it's more having the time to actually go. It'd be nice to be able to go back and watch them all. But I've always got so many other things on. I I, I you know I might spend an evening watching a few episodes in a row. And um, but do, do you do you spot more mistakes? With with better quality pictures, do you spot more people in the background that shouldn't again, be there? Again, I don't like that. really. I mean, the the copies that were videoed for me, 
um, weren't so. But the, I mean, it hasn't improved that much by going onto DVD compared to the, or certainly not, not that I've noticed. So no, so no, not really. Um, it's quite, it's quite a. The picture's quite muddy in dark shadows across the board, particularly in the colour ones. I think, uh, and it can change from episode to episode because, I mean, they do have so many episodes, but I think some of them come from different sources. So you can get a good, a good, a, a bad episode, or even at one period, even in the colour, they don't have the colour episodes of all of the co- the colour episode. Uh, if you know what I mean, so they only have black and white copies of some of the colour episodes in the early days of their colour. There's um, an awful lot of colour. Is it is it the tubes in the cameras where they used to get a lot of smearing in the early seventies, wasn't there? Mm. So, and that's and again with the uh, NTSC conversion, you, that really sometimes our our idea of what non-film American shows look like is is is, is based on uh, mm. some very ghastly images. Do you think something like Year of the Sex Olympics actually probably looks better in black and white, really, than it probably did in colour? Mm. I was. I was also when you were saying about people in the background. I was just remembering. Was it? Is it Earthshot? Oh yeah. Uh, spotted the, the yeah. person. <laughs> That's right. The telly was high up on Peter Davison's telly, and and he spotted it and phoned J and T and sort of said, "Do you realise you've got the continuity gals banging your shot?" <laughs> or the the arm of the um, the the microphone in um, <laughs> City of Death Part Three, and inter- uh, where Tancredi is der- ter- interrogating the Doctor. Uh, apparently, I, I didn't spot it until I read an interview with Douglas Adams. But you can actually see the whole arm and the boom. <laughs> Although they must have um, not nothing to do with picture quality. But when I was watching, see, I think it was season two of Dynasty. The amount of boom mics in that <laughs> season was appalling, more than in the whole history twenty six year history of the original Doctor Who. I think it's interesting though because uh, we uh, we were watching uh, something for for our other podcast and uh, I noticed a boom shot come in and I do think it's sometimes the fact that you now see the full screen of the shot and back in the day there were cowls mm. on screens and and the whole screen the whole image wasn't actually on screen so it's actually easy to be critical now whereas it probably the actual image you were supposed to see was about ninety percent of that I know when we were doing TV graphics when I was training there was definitely there was a, a border area that you had to say don't put anything uh, text wise beyond this rectangle although the screen was this rectangle if you see what I mean you had to allow margins but Martin you, you said about black and white mm. and I think all of us can remember things like Laurel and Hardy films being on BBC mm. two at sort of six o'clock but by 1993 it was highly unusual um, for Planet of the Daleks Part Three to be something on BBC is One, it, is that in actually black the last white. time? A, a black and white. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. In, in, but it might be. And, and and when do you think sort of channel controllers got wary of of black and white? Is it the, is it the sort of mid um, mid eighties? We or, or uh, not? Uh, well, didn't uh, Channel Four did show some black and white Avengers, didn't it? Yes. Yeah. And I don't, but I don't think they showed Danger Man. So you know, and I, and I think generally now they tend to just go for the colour Saint and the colour, um, uh, the colour Avengers. I think the colour Avengers was, you know, they would put a few black and white on, but apparently, and again, this is you know, probably uh, completely wrong. But but the, um, the the audience figures used to drop off a cliff when something was black and white. But uh, ch- Channel Four, uh, Channel Four also showed. Um, the early seasons of Voyage and Lost in Space, the, mm. the season of that that's in black and white. But then again, that was very much Sunday morning TV. <laughs> you know, it wasn't prime time by any means. Mm. 
That's true. Yes, I do remember. I was going to think, but I do remember seeing the black and white at the bottom of the sea. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the black and white dad's armies still get shown occasionally when they go on their big loop mm. round round dad's army. But Paul, you you yes. you got bewitched, haven't you? And is it true they've they've colorized the first season think, or so um, of Bewitched? I think it's still available in different four. Um, I think you can sort of, when you're buying it, you can choose which version you buy. So I don't I don't know what my box set probably. I think my box set is all is all color. Um, I can't remember if it's one or two seasons that are in black and white, but uh, yeah, I mean that's it almost seems to have been. You know, they made a decision on the box set that it was going to sell better if it's all in color. I suppose. I think the thing that always surprises me is stuff that was shot on film, on film cameras, and quite a lot of American sitcoms were, is how incredibly crisp the image looks when you compare it to the smeary black and white videotape of the same sort of vintage. <clears throat> so if you, look at, if you look at something like the first film series of The Avengers with Diana Rigg, mm. the, and you see the DVD, they are glorious. They're gloriously crisp, beautiful, and then you compare them with the the Honor Blackman series, and you know it, it's it's how people can say they can't spot the difference between videotape and film is beyond me, really. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the trouble uh, for a little bit for me is that I, I, I saw those uh, the, that first Dynavig season, and and I liked that sort of black you know film black and white. It was, mm. and then a lot of other black and white is it, it just doesn't stand up to that. Um, so, so yeah, if everything was was film black and white, I I would have less problem with black and white. I mean, it's the script will out, won't it? I mean, ultimately, I I personally believe that the the black and white public eye are some of the best of that era, and the black and white Callum are some of the best television of that time, and they still hold up. But I think that's because the scripts are so good and the performances are so good. But actually, when something's maybe not quite overall as brilliant, you do start to sort of think, oh. God, um, you know, and of course, there's a difference there. I mean, we, we were going to talk about this anyway between multi-camera and single camera, and and that, that, uh, there's something beautiful about multi-camera in the sense that you get a whole performance. It's a bit like being in the theatre. But I mean, I've actually been quite enjoying recently some of the uh, NT Live things that have been on that they've been showing the, the actual live theatre. Now, some people say, "Oh, I can't stand theatre because it's so static," but actually, the way they cut they cut it between the actors so it's more film like anyway and um, I, I, I just think sometimes that it it holds up by having that complete performance I've been watching a few Crown Courts of late and Crown Court you just get an actor on two or three cameras being brilliant <laughs> sorry but Nick, like, um, I left you stunned there <laughs> <laughs> but Nick are there shows that you sort of remember from from the seventies, where you think uh, you're, you're sort of glad that that still survives in colour, because there are things like Escape in Tonight. I don't know if you're familiar with that or Time Slip, where all that survives is the black and white ones. And I'm just Im trying to imagine if a couple of mm. years later that had happened. Well, with I, I, like as I say, the stones um, the changes. I think the answer would have to be yes. I, I've uh, yeah. I mean, I'm. I'm very glad it's it survives in in color because I, I just I suppose I'm I like black and white but I, I I think because of the era I come from you know more more of a sort of 70s color era um, if it's meant to be in color then I you know it's it the only thing is I I would have seen Children of the Stones in black and white twice before 
finally seeing it again on video. So I, I, I don't know if it's only no, I think the only thing you do notice with color that might sort of um, give give the game away a bit is the old um, night night for day or is it day for night it's shooting that they do on Children of the Stars. It's the only thing technically that seems to let it down. Mm. Um, but no, I've, I've you know I've, I'm very glad that it all survived. I've seen. I haven't seen Escape into the Night. I've I've seen all of Time Slip, and um, it's one of those I keep meaning to get. But it's been on my list of yeah, I'll get round to that. I'll get round to that. You know, but it's nice to see the colour ones of those. I must admit. But yeah, I, I de- de- definitely definitely um, glad that I'm glad that anything survives. To be honest, at the bottom line, um, it's just a pleasure to see it again. I'm just wondering if like a couple of seasons of the Tomorrow People only existed in black and white. I'm just trying to imagine that. I mean, yes, I could watch them and and turn the colour down (laughs) on my telly, but, yeah, you know, it's only a couple of years on um, from and nothing exists to that at all of the first two seasons. Well, yeah. I mean, yes, put like that, I mean, obviously, again, until... 78 I wouldn't have seen the Tomorrow People in, in colour so I would have accepted a black and white Tomorrow People I think in fact I think my first copy of Vanishing Earth was in black and white um, so yeah, so I, it, it would look especially with that first yeah. set on, on I, th- I think we'd assume wouldn't we generally that uh, most of the stuff I mean when did black and white actually you know get overtaken by colour in terms of in the number of sets in the country because a lot of television was made for both, wasn't it? So, I mean, I, I think mm. that there was a... I, I mean, mean, our memories of that era, I mean, I would have seen a lot of these stuff in black and white anyway. It would never have crossed my mind uh, as, as a viewer that, that they might be in colour, to be honest. I, you just took what you saw. So, I mean, something like Cat Weasel, to me, was a black and white programme. Something like, uh, like, say, The Tomorrow People was probably a black and white programme. It's, uh, it's only, uh, say, Children of the Stones was probably black and white, you know. It, it's only later. I, I remember a great series called The Owl Service, which is sinister as hell. Mm. But uh, probably in my head, it's still black and white. I, I, um, do, I do wonder, and I don't have an answer to this, but I do wonder if we started buying more Aussie TV once they went to um, to colour, because they were they were later in, in going over. I'm not aware of ever seeing any Aussie shows in black and white. What, not uh, even Skippy? Well, I never saw that. So that might have that might have got. If was that in black and white, that might have got. We had lots of. There was lots of in in the mornings in the seventies. There were an awful lot of Australian like Whirly Birds. I don't know where Whirly Birds was American actually, but there was a lot of Ameri- Australian telly turned up on our, in our morning schedules, and we lapped it up. It was all brilliant. <laughs> yeah, I, I, because uh, I, they, they didn't go over to colour till seventy five. So. So would um, the Sullivans have been black and white? No, that would. I think the Sullivans falls within that, as does uh, I think Young Doctors does as well, which no. is one of the, must be one of the first. There were quite a few other Aussie soaps, Number Ninety Six, which is a fascinating one, and The Box, which is all about working on a TV station. A lot of that's black and white. One exists, and um, but so I've had to trace that down by sort of Australian mm. video releases, but. I think most but, of the stuff of the soap operas we got over here were after the colour changeover. You imagine, though, I mean, Australia was so... It's a, such a vast country to actually technically get a signal across all mm-hmm. that space mm-hmm. and, and, and then to then have to convert it to... It must have taken a while to do. And it, it's amazing 
uh, from that point of view that that I, do you think that when it when they finally went to full color broadcasting across Australia, did they create a new program especially to use the color? I mean, there, yeah. there's a lot of stuff said about Star Trek. Is one of the reasons that the cult, the shirt colors is because everybody was buying color sets, I, you know. But I, I, would, um, I, I just imagine there was a, a show in Australia that started yeah. to launch color. Yeah, I'm not sure. And uh, although <laughs> digging into my my mind, I, I do get the feeling that the different states. It was a bit like the ITV, like like TVS and and mm. Central and all those sorts of things. So. Um, Diff- different states possibly were showing shows at, their, at different rates. I'm, mm. I'm pretty sure I remember reading about Prisoner that it finished in different states at different times. Almost well, as we like selling, over here, no, sort of thing. Yeah, um, we were selling programs to Australia for, mm. for decades, weren't we? Mm. I mean, mm. and and all our black and white stuff was going to Australia. I mean, it, it must really annoy people now that the first 10 years of Coronation Street is black and white because, you know, they could bundle it all up. Because it doesn't all of Coronation Street exist. Am, except, I, am I right? Except for about 12 episodes. I really? Think. Okay. Right. Okay. There, there was a, the, I have looked at that quite recently. There's about a week or two in about 68 or something like that. Right. That they lost for no apparent reason because they were throwing uh, all the Z cars away by accident. There was some... There was. I can't remember if there was a reason, but, yeah, I know it's very few <laughs> compared, considering how many episodes yeah. there, there were. Yeah, that is. But of course, that would have all been. I mean, all those sort of shows. The same way Doctor Who was. It was. It was all sort of carted over for Australian broadcasting. And if Australia was still using black and white, you, I mean, I mean, this is why people like Tony Hancock were so massive mm. in Australia. You know, because they were buying our telly. There, there must be there must be a reason other than quality that um, so much Coronation Street um, exists, and, and yet so little early Crossroads exists. I mean. Some early crossroads exists, but it must be just something to do with the different retention policies. I've got a trivia question for you. Oh, no, please! <laughs> <laughs> uh-uh. You, you okay. know you you know you're Charlie Brown. Oh, don't you? well, sort of. Go on. What colour is Charlie Brown's top? Yellow. Yellow and black. Yellow and black. Yes, I would say. Yeah. yeah. When did when did people first find out? <laughs> about that? I imagine it's the Charlie Brown Christmas, or it's whatever it's called. It's a, it's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown, or one of, when they made them. I don't actually know. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting though that because obviously in newspaper circles, there, there were a lot of American papers had the insert, the, the comics insert, certainly the weekend papers. So it could well be that it's a lot earlier than that. In fact, what we should do is ask the Schultz Museum. <laughs> um, I, w- I will ask them on Twitter <laughs> when I get round to it, and uh, uh, because. Because it, it is actually quite interesting. I would say it was probably for the TV film versions that were made. I mean, Charlie Brown certainly, uh, sorry, Peanuts is certainly very much a very, a very two-dimensional world, and yet they have managed to quite successfully make three-dimensional films of it. So you know, but uh, I, 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 mm. I, I would, I would imagine that because I mean, the, you still get sort of dot color cartoons. It's the same with the comic books, and I imagine it was probably quite early on because. You know, in the same way that I mean, you get Grey Hulk in um, Marvel comics, don't you? But uh, the the early the early comic books, the the ones that were reprinted in colour, I think it's possibly someone arbitrarily decided it was yellow, and it's been yellow ever since. I've just thought of something as well. Here's here's my admission for this for this episode. Um, when uh, the Troughton years came out on video, I was I was quite excited at getting the Space Pirates Part Two. Not because it had Gordon Gostelow in it, uh, <laughs> because, because it looks really good. 
because it exists on the 35mm print. Mm. So Mm -hmm. it's a very, very good picture. And um, one day, it was a nice day, and I thought, I know, I'll take my black and white telly outside in the video player and Mm. watch them outside (laughs) on a sun lounger. (laughs) So so I, like, trailed leads, electric leads out of the window... Not on a lilo in the swimming pool, I hope. Well, well, no, this is the thing. And I sat down and started to watch the Space, uh, the space Pirates Part 2 on, on video on our, on our black and white telly. And then it started to rain. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> so, I'm, Bang. You're, you're lucky I'm still here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Death, <laughs> by, Death by Space Pirates. Yeah. yeah. So that Darwin was the last thing I ever saw. Yeah. Golly. <laughs> I hope it is the last thing I ever see. <laughs> I, like, I like Space Pirates. <laughs> I know you do. I, know you do. I, I, I don't dislike it. I, I, oh dear. I, I'd I, I, certainly yes, be I... glad of some more. <laughs> you just wanted a luxury pool I'd be, Space Pirates. I'd be glad of... <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Well, the, you know, you see these adverts with little tellies being floated out on lilo yeah and i'm just imagining as you said martin our our, our dirty great 20 inch black and white (laughs) playing the space pirate (laughs) damn rubbishy newfangled old tellies (laughs) (laughs) but i'm trying to think when we got rid of our black and white telly and it might have been just when we moved house in 19 98 um what about you wait did you did you have a a, a spare black and white knocking around for years sorry when i had my flat broken into and they took my my color telly i did still have a black and white one so that would have been around about uh certainly mid 90s so yeah, yeah i did finally take it to the tip a few years later but, yeah. so they didn't they didn't want to steal your black and white one then <laughs> i don't think they noticed it quite frankly <laughs> <laughs> We, uh, I mean, our, um, 90, from 75 to 78, um, DR rental went back to DR, obviously in 78 when we got a colour. However, the Echo set, which presumably we owned because we, we clung onto it long after we actually used it. So, um, but that was in the garage for years, which didn't get pulled down until 1991. So, um, the Echo set was in there doing absolutely diddly squat for over 10 years, which probably wasn't a very safe thing to do. But um, No, actually thinking about it, no, we, I've, I've got a picture of being carted away by um, some charity shop people. So you never know, it could be out there somewhere, not doing very much. And probably uh, Ali had a solid state telly from the same era. And uh, that was, we kept that on until, well, since we moved here. So we've had, we finally gave that away about 2013 or 14. Um, and that was still had the, the dot, if you had it on for long enough, it was a black and white. If you still had it on for long enough, the picture still went into a dot. And um, it, it rolled, I think when the, it was still with us when the analog signal was switched off. So in actual fact, the only thing it picked up in the last years of its life was French radio. So, yeah, but that was still with us for oh, a while. Bien. <laughs> there is, there is a, a wonderful thing, though, isn't there, about visions of the future dating so quickly, because how <laughs> many of the, the sets of space programmes still have round-fronted sort of 4 by 3 television sets, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, if you look even at the Star Trek, even if you look at the Star Trek films, you know... Or the whirling uh, tape pools. Um, 
go back to his colony in space. Oh yes, indeed. The, sort of the tapes, the tape spools still going strong. And the cassette. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, was this Serverland has all? I mean, it's like you're the supreme, supreme commander of the universe, or whatever, and you've got a black and white telly. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Time Lords have got a black and white telly in the three. Right, yeah. You see, they they know class when they see it. Uh, Omega had sucked the colour out of all their tellies, so they had to go switch to the black and white <laughs> set. You know, the drain the life out of them. Yeah, that's what that's they, what that's what black holes do. They suck the, all the light. Yeah, and they absolutely. Take the red, yellow, and green first. <laughs> <laughs> The, the, time, the, the, time Lord, the Time Lords are clearly only interested in Australian TV, which the time is in black and white. That links it all up. <laughs> but that's too terrible to contemplate. Some man must go and fish the doctor. <laughs> but, but Nick, um, I, I remember the layout of your bedroom, if you'll pardon the expression. Uh, but what, what was the little square telly you had... Um, Oh yes, that was my Matsu. That was my first baby. Um, it, yeah, because of course, coming from a culture of that was still going strong in the eighties of rental, rental, and more rental. Um, I finally decided that having just having sort of said we, we rented a video for a while, and I said well, that is silly. Linda King, my old friend who had a video long before the rest of us, bought her own, and as always, bought her own. And I could have, even I could afford it by eighty nine, so I bought that, and I thought, oh. Why don't I get my own telly whilst I'm at it? Here we are, years for re- with slave to rental, and um, so that was my first telly. I bought it in 90, February ninety. I think the first thing I saw on it was a, a combination of Seek, Locate, Destroy, and Nelson Mandela being released. Um, but uh, <laughs> <interesting> <laughs> combination. <laughs> but they, yeah, that was the one. Well, all, yeah, all, all your all those halcyon days of you and Paul and the gang coming over on a Sunday afternoon and we all did recording or RPS or just watched loads of stuff, uh, different stuff. And uh, yeah, that was the telly you remember. And I had it, it survived until 99 when it, it was the, 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 the I think the, the signal was pretty well wobblified. And um, so I- um, Must be pre- preserved on many episodes of Sutton Park as well. Many, many, mm, many. I, it, we need a freeze frame. Uh, yeah, and also the behind- um, We need a screen grab. We want the making now. of RPS um, has got uh, that in quite close up because we're we're sort of rushing around doing articles and recording things and generally turning the air blue when things have gone wrong and everything. So there's, a, there's some big close ups in there. But, yeah, Paul's right. Yeah, there's, it's in loads of episodes of SP. So um, that, uh, my my Sui. And this was how you enticed people into your bedroom. <laughs> yes. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, it's kind of interesting from that point of view. Is when did rental television rental stop and get repl- When did they become cheap enough that nobody decided they wanted to rent them anymore? What, 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 what era would that would? Would that have been sort of mid eighties again, or or earlier than that? Well, I'm, tr- I'm trying to think because I, I certainly rented my video. Recorder. Certainly, we gave up. Yeah. Mm, t- sorry, Karen. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I was I, I was the first one in our house to actually buy a telly, and I think by a, a couple of years mm. later, my parents had the sort, you know, and the the rental side of it, things were pretty dead in the water by then. So yeah, I would say eight, late eighties, mm. uh, early nineties, things started really moving to. Although rental was still going strong in the nineties because I, I rented loads of cameras out, so you know, it was quite a, still a thriving. I don't know. I don't. I don't know when it really started to hit the rocks. I'm just in, intrigued because again, it, 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 we went from there being one big telly in the house and fighting over what yeah. you could actually see, 
to everybody having one in every room. Yes. And it, nowadays, everybody has a TV set in their pocket. <laughs> but, you know, it ju I just wonder where that cultural change actually happened, if you see what I mean. And whether that actually is one well, of the It certainly turned on its head in... It, I mean, my parents had tellies coming out of their their, their ears were, were, by the time they died. You know, we had to... Do you want another telly? Do you want another telly? There's a telly in mm. that room. There's a telly in that room. I mean, we've only got the one actual telly per se because, of course, we've got screens and everything like that. So, um, but, yeah, it's, mm. uh, it's certainly turned right round by the noughties. It's just, again, it's that thing, isn't it? Sort of suddenly something becomes cheap enough. It's like, a, you know, a DVD player was was a, a luxury item and then it became something you could get for 20 quid in Asda, you know? Yes. So your current big telly, when did you get it, and uh, where did you get it from? I'm just in what, interested. What everybody? What the one we have now? Yeah, your your current big telly. Oh, uh, we got a flat one. I think we got it from Comet or Curry's. Uh, it's about, but it's about must be five or six years old. We haven't, you know, we haven't replaced in quite a long time. And what 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 to, what sort is it? Uh, Panasonic. Because ours is a Panasonic too. Mm. Well, I, we we tend to have a bit of brand loyalty with that. I don't particularly know why, but again, this was this friend of mine, as I told you years ago, who who used to get um, Star Trek when it was being transmitted in America, ne Next Generation. He would get tapes sent over once a month with about ten episodes on, and they had the switch on for the NTSC conversion, which is why he bought Panasonic. And he was always terribly excited because he had picture in picture and things like that. And this was all stuff, you know. I was still watching my Relic back at my flat, you know. <laughs> and this was all so when i could afford to buy a proper tv panasonic was the way i went and uh, it sounds now like we're actually being sponsored to say this <laughs> <laughs> oh if only if only <laughs> <laughs> True enough, yeah. but we send us send free went, televisions to the following address yeah. <laughs> but we went into winborn to choose ours oh, um right. uh, to actually see it in the shop mm. and i took along the dvd of uh, ambassadors of death <laughs> to test it because no shame no shame because no because part one's in really good quality right and i thought that would be a good test of it but i wanted to see something in in less good quality as well like one of the other ah. episodes <laughs> and so, so um we were sitting there playing the ambassadors of death dvd at random points to see okay. what it looked like on the telly. Wow, <laughs> that, is, that is amazing. That is that is Chutz bar. I just go. I love that one, please. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but and, Nick and the thing about when you go in a shop is there's always some dreadful daytime TV show on. Yeah, on, well, on about four hundred <laughs> screens. <laughs> well, you see, that's no test of that's no test of a telly, is it? <laughs> well, I just say I know I won't be watching. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 Nick and Paul, what about your current? big telly um what's current, the of those? Cu current big telly um was uh a goodman's um that bought bought i think in <laughs> bournemouth in 2010 um and it's a flat screen um it replaced it was a big a quick replacement for um the previous telly was given to us by a very bulky thing with with tubes um which was given to us by my brother-in-law in 2002 when we first moved in together so and uh, it lasted eight years before going and um yeah it's uh unfortunately infuriatingly our current i'm not a big fan of big big tellies um i i i, it, I wouldn't be dissatisfied with something a bit smaller than even what we've got um but i think 
uh, infuriatingly, the analog signal switched off about a couple of years after we got it. So we're still because uh, we use so many DVD, we watch so many DVDs. Every time we want to watch actually something on on the on we, in real time, we have to retune the wretched thing every every single time. So there is talk of us getting something else i think there was something on offer that somebody had i think it may be, might be my brother-in-law yet again but um but yeah um so we we've, we've only had the the apart from the little solid state one that would belong to ali's granddad um uh, we've only had the two tellies i had an orion one between my matsui and the um the other one but it was the signal was never brilliant on it and it lasted about four Four houses, homes without doing, with doing nothing, which I gave it away in the end. But yeah, Go uh, Goodman's flat screen doodah. Yeah, I, I mean, it works for me. And Paul, what have you got? We've got a Sony, but I'm not very good with the history because I think the last couple, or maybe more, uh, it's, it's been one of the, my flatmates who's bought it rather than me. Um, so I'm not quite sure where we got it from, even maybe, maybe Amazon, maybe Tesco. Um, but uh, yeah, we've got a we've got a flat screen. I think it's only about three or four years old. I might I might be wrong, but uh, yeah, I, I, it's definitely a Sony. I can see it written on it as I sit here. <laughs> how, how are you? How are you all about um, the uh, what do you call it? The f not format. What's the screen? What's the word? Uh, aspect ratio. Uh, I'm I see, I'm quite I'm quite happy to watch. Let it let it spread and fill the width of the widescreen and not be watched in a in a sort of not pillar box but whatever slot in the middle i'm quite happy to have my pictures spread and some people think this is a crime against television for me to watch things that way and i just wondered whether you had a sort of preference any of them i i certainly wouldn't put anyone down who wanted to do that you know fair to play to them I, I think it's very much a matter of taste rather than kind of yeah i i, I me personally i like the i like the, to have the border i like a little bit more of a condensed picture um but yeah i mean as i say Horses for courses. Well, um, certainly, um, what actually does annoy me more is when in you you get clip shows and they actually filmize stuff from the seventies, which oh, yeah. re really does make it look dreadful. Yeah. So, yeah, that that that's that that's more annoying to me than. But but if we if I can make it four three when it should be, then I, we tend to press the button. Yes. Interesting. Okay. Paul? I, yeah, I don't have that much preference, but it, I was certainly interested by what you were saying about the margin on on TV being diff. Mm. That might that would definitely it might explain my uh, boom mic problem on Dynasty. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> mine defaults, you see, mine defaults to just filling the entire screen. Yeah, uh, but actually the Blu-rays don't. Mm. So when I watch a Blu-ray, it has the margins, but when I watch a DVD, it it spreads it to the full width, you know. and it always throws me a bit because if I if I put the DVD in on the computer, the computer automatically puts it to four three, and sometimes I forget. I'm thinking, why is it doing that? Because I just get so used to I plunk the disc in and I watch the thing. I'm not really fussed about whether the edges the edges are stretched out or anything. So I suppose it's because if if again if your thing is more the script and the performance, maybe yeah. it doesn't bother you. I don't know. I, it, it's just an odd one. I had I had a friend years ago who really 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 couldn't go and see films in the cinema because he said he could see the flicker of the 24 frames a second. And is it not true that all films, when they're shown on television, run slightly shorter than they do in the cinema because of that 24 to 25 frame thing? 
Or am I making that up as well? No, it sounds good. I'm not sure. I, I think we need the restoration team at this point. <laughs> yeah. so we, 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 just, we just phone Steve Roberts and ask. We're the but... Sutton Park restoration team. That's not yeah. <laughs> I just mean that all films run sort of slightly faster because they're being played at 25 frames on a 24 frame system. Old films especially. I so know th- all old films run slightly shorter on television. I know Star Trek, um, the, the VHS releases... Mm-hmm. Um, everybody spoke in a slightly higher pitch. Um, <laughs> uh, in, in, on the Hello, Mister Spock. Hello, how you doing? Um, I'm alive. Yeah. I think I'm a bitch. <laughs> that sort of thing. Yeah. So yeah, um, Patrick Stewart was like sort of a couple of semitones up or something. Make it like so. That. <laughs> and uh, yeah, if you saw the originals, you, you, I'll you'd get like be surprised. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there, you, but there you are. There's there's, there's a quick. Um, sort of wander through format, mm. but but Martin, I think we should round off by saying, oh, should we? Um, <laughs> you're, you're doing the daily cartoon. Oh yeah, and, I'm trying and, to. And, and and we we've been stretched to sixteen nine, haven't we? You have, or and more even, b- because of um, social distancing. Yes. And and have you found that going back to four three has been a bit of a problem to get all the words in now? Well, most of the uh, originals were in one by one, if you remember. Yeah. Um, or four by four, if you prefer. They were square, and they were square because it works very well on Instagram. Um. <laughs> I'm not sure. I I sort of thought about going back, and then I thought, well, I think you need. I, I think the world at the moment needs to be reminded of the distancing. So I actually think it's just a very good metaphor, a very visual metaphor. The problem is I keep running out of... You keep having less in stock than I hope you have. So I keep (laughs) running out of ideas. Hence my panic on Monday morning when I suddenly thought, oh, that's the last one. So I've been busily trying to fill... fill, And of course, that's why they're not very funny at the moment. So um, if I can think of something to say, I'll say it. But uh, no, the fascinating thing was when we first did the, the I think it's actually a two to one uh, full width. I think that's how I did it in the end. Mm. But I think the interesting thing was we could suddenly get more words in. And I thought, well, Andy, I like that. Yes, he's much more verbose these days. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so actually, I think you'll, you'll be you'll be sort of thinking, oh, these, these are bits selling people short now. Yeah. <laughs> but again, it's a wonderful metaphor for what we do, and it's a wonderful metaphor for what we're talking about today. So yeah, I, I, I just thought it appropriate to talk about formats today. Oh yes. Yeah. So again, from a, from I mean, interestingly enough, when when they appear on my phone, they get cropped. the the black The black edges left and right actually get cropped. It doesn't seem to be quite able to cope with that full full widescreen experience when you do a photograph or when you upload a photograph. Um, and again, of course, but the beauty of the way I've done them is that you, it makes two frames in Instagram, so that works well. But uh, I think when we do, when we go back to it, we may go back to the the sort of halfway house that used to be our special ones when when Warren was in place. But of course, I mean, Nick's the, mention of the little white dot mm. um, when you turn the telly off. We should mm. point out you have done one frame which is just black. With a little yes. white dot in the middle, haven't you? Yeah. We, we, that's we if, if ever I get hit by a bus. Yes. That's, yeah. That's, that's, that's so the end. If of the it. cartoons yeah. ever do come to an end, we have. We, we, we already have the frame, don't we? They, so. they nearly did. They nearly came to an end this week. But I, <laughs> not, so, number yeah, one hundred one re- was a real struggle. I tell you. <laughs> please remember to turn off your uh, Rare in the Archives cartoon. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know. I, do you think anybody will miss them, though? Really? I mean, I, I, I never know. How, I mean, I, they don't seem to get that much sort of feedback. But do you think that, you know when they stop? Will you suddenly get people going? Where's where's you? Where's you think? Because it's been six hundred odd days now, hasn't it? I know it's frightening, isn't it? Yeah. I, I, I I've recorded a um a last episode of the Charlotte podcast to be used in emergencies. But, but if I <laughs> but but if um and it's a funny it's a full episode. It's not edited yet, but it's recorded. Um and and um it has a you know a proper proper end to the fiction side of of it. Although if it doesn't uh, go out, it'll probably get used as an April Fool's episode, and then I'll record another you know an updated last episode. It is a thing, though, isn't it? Because these things happen in in the world, and you always think, oh, you know, you, you sometimes feel that you, it's like you know the unfinished books of Dickens, or, mm. or or someone writes six books in a seven book series and then gets hit by a bus. You always feel that you need to have something in the bank just in case. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm very aware that I never did a proper 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 last episode of Sutton Park. So with the podcast, I yet would like to, I would like, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although of course Sutton Park keeps coming back in the podcast. So, um, but yeah, I kind of. You'll do uh, what's it called? Trials and tribulations with it at some point, where you start to meet yourselves. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, that, that the, the technology will be available. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a thought. Well, on that note, we'll say thank you very much for joining us today. So, thank you, Martin. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Thank you, Paul. Thank you very much. Thank you, Nick. Thank you. And we'll see you all again soon. Yeah. Bye bye. Bye. Take care. Bye bye. Bye bye.